Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. takes the lead, 3-2, to two, and the Oilers back in front in game six. McDavid, he's got it to the net, a backhander slid wide, McDavid backhand wrap around, score! Put it over the prostrate, Jonathan Quick on a delayed penalty call, 2-0, the captain delivers late in game seven. This is Oilers now, and uh, yeah, Green Day to open up. Um, it's funny when I concluded a show with another time and another place back in 2008. Uh, the last show that is what we extrode with, and we extrode this season with uh, the appropriate uh, Green Day song. It was a hell of a run for the Edmonton Oilers, and ultimately they played a team that was better and deeper than them. Uh, the Oilers losing what amounted to three. 
highly entertaining one-goal games and then being outplayed in the other one. And it came to a conclusion last night at Rogers' place, despite uh, the efforts of the fans, who I think played a significant factor in both games three and four here in the building. And despite some brilliant individual performances. I mean, we are going to look back at this and we're going to talk about this. Uh, but what we saw out of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle over the course of these playoffs, it, well, put it this way, it hasn't happened in over, th- uh, geez, all the way back to the early 1980s. Two guys with north of 30 points. I think the last two players to do it were Barry Peterson and um Rick Middleton with Boston in the early 1980s. So we're going back 40 years since a couple guys picked up 30 points that did not advance on to the Stanley Cup final. It was a hell of a run. It was. And a step forward for the organization. It's funny how uh, perspective is, right? Like, you know what? Uh, This show is called Oilers now. It's a privilege to do a show like this. And there's lots of other guys uh, that... You know, with a little bit of luck, maybe wanted at one point or another to uh, to, to work in broadcast, and then they realize there's no money in it unless you can sell. But, uh, you know, the reality of the situation is you get, you, you get inundated with, in conversations and perspectives and engagement on, on Twitter, and I, I, I have to chuckle because it's, it's sort of a bit like politics, all right? There's that 5% on the far right. You're, you're never going to be able to convince them that they're not right on everything. And that 5% on the left, <laughs> especially these days, you, you can't convince them that, uh, you know, there's there's a different perspective to be held. And when it comes to a hockey team, you know, you're going to have hardcore fans that are going to support the team come hell or high water in the best of times and the worst of times. And... I would say that's a large percentage of the fan base. And then you might have the 40 to 60 individuals out there that criticize everything that an organization does. And and sometimes you almost get the sense that some of these people, they, they, they claim to be fans of the team. And it makes me chuckle a bit because I, I, I think they're actually happy the team loses because it reinforces, oh, see, I told you, they, they, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. Sometimes you just have to tip your hat to the opposition team. The Colorado Avalanche, they were the best team in the NHL all season long. There's no debate about it. Uh, And they made significant acquisitions, gave up uh, a fair amount of futures capital to ensure that they had real depth. And at the end of the day, they were better this season than the Edmonton Oilers. For the 243rd time over the course of the last two weeks, I'll circle back to the future general manager of the Colorado Avalanche, Chris McFarland, who told me two seasons ago, Stoff, your team is about a year behind us. You guys are coming, and you've got lots of young prospects coming. So this is not a sales job on my part. It's a recognition that, hey, you know what? We tip our hat when we know that, you know, the Oilers... You can break down the individual goals. You can be mad as hell at Mike Smith for a player, down on Darnell Nurse, or upset that, yes, at Paul Yarby didn't make anything happen or whatever. Or you can acknowledge, hey, it was an awesome run. The hockey club played 7-14 hockey under Jay Woodcroft in the regular season. They rallied from 3-2 down, showed a chin against the L.A. Kings, who were well coached by Todd McClellan who's a really good coach, and came back, and Connor McDavid 
particularly in Game 6 and Game 7, literally willed the Edmonton Oilers into the series in the Battle of Alberta. The Flames were prohibitive favorites in that series. And not just Connor, but Leon Dreisaitl playing on one leg, 17 points. And you know what? They didn't just beat the Flames. They beat the Flames. Okay? There's no doubt about it. And just like there's no doubt about this series with Colorado, Colorado beat the Oilers. They won the series in four straight. That said, Edmonton rallied from 6-2 and 7-3 down in game one, 7-6, lost by a goal. Game two, they were outplayed. Colorado played their most dominant game of the series, completely shut Edmonton down in the final two periods and won 4 nothing. Game three, that game was there to be had. Game of inches. Bouchard hits the post. Back, uh, strong play by JT Comper. Inside position on Bouchard. Squeezes one through the wickets on Mike Smith. And so all the Mike Smith haters come out, neglecting to give the guy credit for the fact that the seven minutes of power play time that Colorado had in the first could have easily been 2 nothing or 3 nothing game if not for the play of Mike Smith. And then last night, last night was one of those games. You know what? The team that uh, was maybe going to get the first shot in overtime was going to win. The Edmonton Oilers were the most exciting team in the playoffs to watch. There's lots of work done here to continue to build a championship team. That is an absolute given because they ultimately came up short of their goal. But I think most of you would concede it was a hell of a run, and they came a long, long way. So this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Uh, special thanks to Brendan for putting together uh, the uh, uh, audio uh, package uh, to open uh, today's show. I love that song, and uh, there were some huge call uh, goal calls there from Jack Michaels. It was a pleasure to work with him during the course of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. So it is now uh, for the ninth consecutive season has been brought to you by Digitex, Buyer Leash and X Office Network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Uh, today's show was fluid. Uh, we are going to have some time for listener feedback via calls and texts. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. Get charged up for the summer. Bring your players card club to the venue and get free River Cree portable charger. For more information, head to therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us, and we'll be going through the text. And, again, we're definitely going to do calls at 1230. The player, the order is right now. The coaching staff's currently doing uh, meetings. Um, uh, with the uh, call-ups from Bakersfield before 1 o'clock, there's a team meeting at 1, and there's a media availability with players after 1.15, 1.20-ish a bit, and uh, there's a chance that we'll have someone from the coaching staff or from the management team joining us uh, sometime in the second hour of the show, but we will take calls, and again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott was in the house last night. Uh, we will get Brendan's thoughts in a second, not before I tell you. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling. And the top story is the start to build the team in 2023 22-23 starts right now. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish under Eric Parsegan back in the day, um, they had a deal where the moment their season ended, 
they started working. They, this was not, uh, and this was in the 50s and the 60s. This was not a scenario where you waited in, until spring camp for football and got going. You started working right away. And the Oilers, they have to start right away. The team needs to improve. The organization, the management of the team with Ken Holland, they need to continue to, uh, and some of it's going to happen organically through drafting and develop players. You can see Dylan Holloway getting an opportunity to progress in the organization. Same with Philip Broberg as an example. But the Oilers are going to also have to improve on some spots. They're going to have to improve on their defense. They're going to have to improve their depth at forward. And uh, obviously we're going to have a change in goaltending as well, especially with Miko Koskinen signing overseas in Switzerland. We're going to head into the Oilers now, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. So Brendan put together the package with Green Day to open the show. Now a full audio recap of last night's game for Edmonton and Colorado. For the third time this postseason, the Edmonton Oilers 21-22 campaign hangs in the balance. They need a win or this run is over. Here's McDavid to the net, short side, trickles free, and Francois stuck out the left pad. A save made by Smith on McKinnon. Rebound Lekinen. It's McCarr. Wrist shot. Score. 1-0 Colorado. Top right corner, Kale McCarr finds the seam. And at 3.46 of this first period, Colorado cashes in for its third power play goal of the series. Nurse to Dreisaitl open, Hyman backhander score. This game is tied. First shot of the second period goes in. And Hyman, with his 10th of the postseason, ties game four. But now the avalanche. Hearing that crowd for the, really the first time in a while and an ugly hit, Landeskog took Cassian into the boards and Cassian wants to get on top of the Colorado captain and Zach's a vengeance and now Cody Cece is in the mix. Devin Taves turned it over, Nugent Hopkins breakaway for the lead, he scores! A backhander blocker side and Edmonton has its first lead of game four, two to one! Well, you need a fortuitous kick, and the Oilers just got one. A hard pass right along the blue line. And Taze couldn't pick it up cleanly, and Nugent Hopkins jumped right in the spot. He's got a terrific wrist shot. He sold it, and then he sifted a backhander home. The Oilers captain chipped it out to Barry. Try subtle. McDavid, wrist shot. Score! Power play goal for the captain. Edmonton three unanswered in period two. For a two-goal lead. So we wanted to you know, play with the lead a little bit more in the series, and uh, you know we're doing a good job of it tonight, so hopefully we can keep rolling. But now they've got three unanswered in the two-goal lead. Taves a shot tipped home and through Mike Smith, and the Avalanche scored just 31 seconds into this final period. Picked off by Connor McDavid, three on two Edmonton. Drysettle and Hyman with him. Drysettle off to Hyman, one-timer score. Four, two, Edmonton, Hyman a pair, and the Oilers back to a two-goal lead with their season on the line. Well, Zach Hyman has now scored 38 goals in the regular season of playoffs for the Edmonton Oilers. And forced Mike Smith to come way out and play this puck against Landeskog, and it turned it over. Landeskog's got it back, tries to dish for Bowen Byram. High slot shot tipped, and a save made by Smith. Rebound, blue paint, and the Avalanche have scored. On the ref. It hit the ref on the clearing attempt. The puck hit the referee 
on the clearing attempt by Mike Smith, and it ends up in the Oiler goal. Avalanche lacking it. Down the right-hand side, McKinnon shoots and scores, and this game is tied. Just like that, Nate McKinnon has forced a four-all deadlock with six and a half to go. Off to Gabe Landeskog. Here's McCarr. Wrist shot, score. Miko Rantanen, power play goal, 5-4 Avalanche with 5-13 to play, potentially in Edmonton's season. Now you've got Comfort finding Rantanen over the line. The go-ahead goal scored a moment ago, but he got blasted by Nurse, and here comes McDavid in transition. One-timer, drives out a score! Zach Cassian on the rebound! Edmonton entrenched in a 5-5 slugfest. Are you not entertained, Jack? Oh, this has been a fabulous hockey Blown game. Blown off the draw, beaten by Helm. Back to the point, whistled on that rebound score. And Colorado's won the series. Arturi Lekkinen, a minute 19 in overtime. And the Avalanche are heading to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, just before that, we'd spoken uh, about Malone being on the ice with Fogel and Cassian in that situation less than a couple minutes in. The Oilers uh, going 11-7 and last night, and Brad Malone, last couple of years on an American Hockey League deal, worked on his uh, quickness and had the trust of the head coach, Jay Woodcroft, and the Oilers did a good job in face-offs, but ultimately uh, that one cost them and cost them the game in the series. Colorado was just better. It's that simple. Let's bring in Brendan Escott. Brendan, thank you for putting together those two audio compilations. Uh, give me, you know, I've opened up with my thoughts. I'd like to get your thoughts on what we saw over the course of the series. Yeah, it just seemed like everything that Colorado did was able to snuff out the, how the Oilers got to the dance in the first place. And whether that was aided by the fact that the Oilers' stars were playing hurt, uh, I think that I would like to see the McKinnon and Nurse match up with Nurse healthy because he got exposed on a few different instances. And uh, they didn't really let McKinnon. David do what McDavid typically does so you have to credit Colorado Kale McCarr might be the best opposition player I've seen walk into Rogers place yet and I, I like that we're now acknowledging that he probably is the best player on that team so yeah you boil it all down and and I just don't think they got enough quality looks on the backup goaltender frankly they did get a couple and Frenzel's rose to the occasion in a difference making situation robbing McDavid in that other game so yeah. they weren't as far off Bob as it might have seemed as the series sweep looks. Yeah, three one-goal losses with a couple empty netters. Uh, that said, Edmonton was off to, often in a chase position. You didn't see the Oilers squander a lot of leads this year, but the Avalanche just came at you in waves. Even their fourth line could skate, right? Like Cogliano with Darren Helm and O'Connor. I mean, those guys put pressure in Edmonton's defense. The wrong couple guys were hurt. Leon Dreisaitl still has refused to tell us, uh, you know, his basic comment was everybody's got injuries. Uh, Darnell Nurse shared after the game uh, that he has a torn hip flexor. A torn hip flexor traditionally requires surgery. Would not surprise me if he missed the start of next season. So the players are all going to do avails today. Uh, Ken Holland's going to do his tomorrow. Jay Woodcroft, as we go back in the orders now, Audio Vault uh, for direct workwear uh, said that uh, he believes that the team took a huge, uh, the group took huge steps forward this season. I think we learned some lessons uh, in our journey here this spring. We're playing hockey, I think today's June 6th. 
plant hockey on June 6th. Uh, in order to accomplish that and be one of the final four teams, you've done some good things. And I don't think we can lose sight of that. But there's a lot more required in order to find a way uh, to get to the Stanley Cup final. And then there's more required um, to win the trophy. Uh, Connor McDavid, meanwhile, had these comments on the team growing from this experience. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's steps, right? Like, uh, you know, it's uh, every team kind of goes through it. You know, they become a playoff team and then, you know, they get there, you know, most years and then they go on a little bit of a run and, you know, they, they learn that lesson and and then it becomes their time to win. Um, you know, I, you look at a Colorado team that's been in that situation many, many times and obviously they're knocking on the door right now. So, um you know, it's a step in the right direction. All right. Leon Dreisaitl, meanwhile, uh, well, he's got mixed emotions and learning from the experienced. I don't think anyone necessarily expected us to be here. With that being said, we expected to be here, and, and we want to be here, and we want to be even further, right? So I'm proud of the group, but, um, you know, obviously it's it's very disappointing, and, and, and it sucks right now. But we have to make sure that we come back next season and understand how hard it is to win um, what it takes to go on a deep run and, and take that next step. Darnell Nurse, meanwhile, uh, provided us insight on what he was playing with with a torn hip flexor. Everyone's banged up this time of year. Our equipment staff, or sorry, our medical staff, thanks TG, taped it up and some anti-inflams and you go. That you know, There's no excuse when you get to this point in the season, you want to be on your game and, and play at a certain level. So there's no excuse. Everyone's banged up this time of the year. Um, and uh, I wanted to, myself personally, I wanted to be better in, in, in this series. And it's just add motivation for, for uh, Summer to come back and, and be that difference maker next year. Mike Smith, who was clearly emotional last night after the Oilers lost 6-5 in uh, overtime, had this to say. Uh, it's our final comment from right now in the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear on the tough finish to the playoff run. I mean, there's no participation medal, so it, it, it it's it's very disappointing. It's uh, it's hard to get to this point. You know, there's a lot of you know. You look over the course of the season, exhibition games, training camp, 82 regular season games. You know, the grind of the playoffs to get into the conference finals, and there's definitely. I don't know, a, a loss when you don't make it to the ultimate goal. And that's the feeling right now, obviously. Those comments we might be playing again at some point later on this summer. It is uh, 1227 in Edmonton. Uh, we're going to... Uh, Rock into a break here. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We'll come back. Uh, we are going to open up the phone lines at 780-496-0063, the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. It was a hell of a run. Give me your thoughts. What do you think happens? You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.